Hello and welcome to Adipod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. I'm your host, Emilio Garcia. Today, we talk to the ATA about Jeffrey Epstein and Hong Kong. Please enjoy the episode and stay tuned after the episode to learn more about how you can get involved with the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. Enjoy. Here we are once again at the Australian Taxpayers Alliance office. I'm here with uh, Kat, with Satya, and with Brian. So what are we going to talk about first today? Well, how about we start with something that everyone's interested in just because it's clickbait and it's interesting and the one thing we need is more people commenting on it. Mm-hmm. Epstein. Yeah. Shall we get started? So Yeah, I, I've got yeah. a I've got a pretty radical uh, idea, which is that he go. didn't kill himself. Ah. I know, I know, shocking. Uh, look, look, probably, you heard it here first. Mm. Look, look, Brian, you're just, you know, perpetuating these, you know, alt-right conspiracy theories. I mean, this guy deserves some credit, you know, his <laughs> amazing gymnastic skills, somehow managed to get his hand behind his head and shot himself two times or something. I mean, look, you know, just, you know, give him some credit. Mm. Okay, so before we're accused of spreading misinformation and being funded by tobacco, we should say that obviously we're not saying that he was shot twice in the back of the head. As far as we're concerned... He hung himself in a maximum security prison where no one had ever killed themselves before. The same prison that held El Chapo Guzman. On the day that he killed himself, just weeks after trying to kill himself the first time, his cellmate was moved out of his cell. He was put in one of the only cells in the prison that had a bunk bed. Despite only having paper sheets, he apparently got his hands on a normal sheet. And the normal 30-minute interval checks just didn't happen. And he got taken off suicide watch just 24 hours. Despite yes. the fact he'd already tried to kill himself. And apparently it was at the, um, at the request of his lawyers. <laughs> and, and I hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, these crazy conspiracy theories are running around all over the internet... And I, you know what? Well, the problem is that they're conflating yeah. them, right? So there mm. are crazy conspiracy theories. Oh, there yeah. are stupid theories out there that are perpetuated by idiots on like right. 4chan. Like that he's still alive, for example. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But like, yeah, exactly. Mm. But like, they get perpetuated by idiots or mm. people with another angle. Uh, and then other groups just go, <coughs> oh, well, therefore, none of it's a conspiracy. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, let's just, <laughs> let's just remove Epstein's connections. Let's just go, okay. There have been people that were going to rat on mafia bosses mm-hmm. in maximum security prisons who all of a sudden got moved to a different cell and then murdered. Yes. No one questions this that because they go, yeah. well, yeah, because he had information on really powerful people. Right. And yet this guy who has information on other powerful people somehow, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. <laughs> are you, are you, you know, are you saying that <laughs> powerful people with things to lose would kill Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. And the important thing to remember is that mm. it wasn't like his life suddenly imploded, right? He was convicted of child sex offenses over 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah. So this isn't some guy confronted the reality of what he did who then decided to kill himself. Mm. This is he a guy who's always had, okay with it. Yeah, he's had a long time to stew in prison and to find ways around it. And mm. suddenly he just ends up dying inexplicably. Yeah, and then the excuse that comes out today is apparently that these guards were asleep. And that's why that's well, why they didn't check on him. What? So, he, yeah, that, that's that's the official narrative. And a lot of people are saying, well, this solves Did they it. hire John Candy? <laughs> 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 no, but that's what... It, it, 
people tend to say never uh, never subject or never attribute to malice what can actually be attributed to incompetence sure. or stupidity. Sure, I'm sympathetic to that. But it seems very it seems awfully strange that the highest profile criminal, probably in recent history, like let's say it's him and El Chapo, mm. both at the same church, uh, church Jesus Freudian slip, um, <laughs> both at the same prison, um, suddenly ends up dead, and they just you know they fell asleep and didn't check on him every thirty minutes at the time when all that stuff was getting released. Yeah, like it, yeah, it, it's 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 very. Uh, questionable this is a bit like how you know when osama bin laden was found living five kilometers from a pakistani military base Mm. and uh you know one of two things either a there were people within the pakistani government enabling this to happen or b the people in the pakistani government are deeply deeply incompetent now which one of these is more insulting i have no idea (laughs) which one is more concerning i don't know which one is more plausible also i don't know (laughs) no see i'll probably go with just incompetence on that one like, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure, but like, it's just frustrating because on this particular issue, even you know, I haven't met a single person, a single sane, rational person who mm. doesn't think that this is all really messy and like really uh, odd. odd. Yes, uh, the only uh, the only people that I've the only other claim that I've seen which is insane is Joe Scarborough, who's on like MSNBC, I think, ah. and runs a morning TV show, and he thinks it was Russia. Oh, I'm well, not joking. Are... He literally put up a, a, a tweet saying, like, this all seems awfully dot, 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 Russian. And it's like... I think it's yes, okay. Russian yeah. conclusions. Oh, uh, someone no, had, someone had to do it. So we'd like to announce that Satya is so the ATA's for closing. the Australian tax Alliance. New vacant position open. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the, um, the station that basically tried to pin Russian collusion on Donald Trump. Every night, well, they still do. Well, they haven't really a little bit more subtly. Well, they now they say, well, now they say it wasn't collusion; it was obstruction and all, all, all these other levels yeah. of things. And it, it, they, like they continue down it. Mm. Meanwhile, they all, they actually ignore a country that has a two hundred ninety three billion dollar annual propaganda budget that outstrips their defense budget. Yeah, China. Yeah. Like, so they focus on Russia that has like the GDP of like mm. me and four blokes, <laughs> <laughs> and think that they're somehow swaying elections through memes of Jesus. Like, it, it sh- people should actually look up the memes that these Russian yeah. bots ran. It was, like, a, 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 a bold eagle and then Jesus in front of it being, like, vote Trump. Trump. Those are pretty good memes, I'm sure, Yeah, I'm sure a lot honest. of California lefties <laughs> were immediately turned into voting for Donald you, Trump. You had me at Jesus. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they accidentally nuked themselves this, like, by the Californians or the Russians? No, the Russians <laughs> accidentally nuked themselves, and they're the ones that we're supposed to be afraid of, I'm not sure. But since we're on the top, subject of, of China, let's talk about China. China. And, uh, China. China. And the uh, country that they're trying to, uh, the, the, the region, the, the city, the place that they're trying to completely infringe and take their liberty away, Hong Kong. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why don't you get started, Brian? Um... I think people need to realize is, you know, uh, for the last 20 or so years, there was always a mantra in Hong Kong, which is like, uh, like the same government, but two different policies. Mm. And that was a whole, that was like what they framed yeah. how China would take back control right. over Hong Kong. One country, two systems. systems. One country, two systems. Yeah. Uh, when I went to Hong Kong in 2008, I went a few times through there until about 2011. Mm. Um, I remember 
friends of mine that were living over there that are Cantonese being like, yeah, that's not actually happening. It's slowly getting worse and they're slowly like chipping away. And this goes back to what we were talking about on previous podcast, which is that uh, people who like government control, they all, they don't just take away your liberties. They always slice away at it mm-hmm. slowly, slowly. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, oh shit, they can actually extradite us now to China if they pass this bill. That's right. And that's when people actually freak out and go, realized. I don't want to be part of this system. Mm. I don't want to be part of your social credit system. I don't want to get thrown into a, you know, organ camp or a thought crime camp. <laughs> no. And they're like, they're still mm. going months later. They've right. locked themselves into the airport and are like attacking people who are trying to shut them down with bottles and stuff. Right. It's uh, perfectly understandable from my end. People have lost or, eyeballs from being shot with bullets yeah. right in the face. Yep. Yeah. You know, people have been injured horrifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Western media has been largely... No, I wouldn't say silent about it, but they've certainly not been they're taking not really focusing they're, on yeah, it. Yeah, they're not too aggressive on it. Neither is Donald Trump, by the way. He seems too, uh, too preoccupied uh, tweeting about CNN anchors being rude to people in yeah, restaurants. And, and, and this is the and thing. It, it's, like, it, it's like MAGA bros are all like, oh, no, it's all 12-dimensional underwater backgammon. Don't worry. You'll, you'll see in the long run he'll magic it away and then Hong Kong will become part of No. Actually, on a lot of issues, Donald Trump kind of sucks. Okay. Uh, and this is a good example of it. Like, he's too busy having a war with some stupid journalist that no one cares about, mm. which, okay, the memes are funny, but mm. actual things are happening, and where's he to be found? I seem to recall people in his own cabinet apparently telling him, you're being too aggressive with China right now, and you're not going to have measures to go after them if they start doing something later on. You shouldn't, you shouldn't just go at them too hard. You shouldn't put so many sanctions on them, because at some point you might actually want to go against them, you might actually have to retaliate. Now, what, what happens? Let's say, let's say that, that something really, really tragic happens in Hong Kong, which it very, very well might. Well, they're literally amassing military in Shenzhen yeah. just across the border. Right. So what, what, what are the measures that he's going to take? More, more... Look, I, I, think we have to, I think we have to just keep this in mind, right, that mm-hmm. he's always been a realist when it comes to this sort of stuff. Part of his appeal is that he claimed to be non-interventionist. We don't get involved in mm-hmm. what's going on overseas, even if there is a legitimate issue that is concerning. Uh, so maybe there is something to that. But also, uh, keep in mind, he came out saying that Huawei is a massive national security threat. It caused this issue, that issue. Mm. And apparently he was reported to have gone back to the negotiating table and put Huawei up as a chip saying, oh, I love Huawei if you give me concessions here or there. Mm. I mean, he's the ultimate deal maker. And he's negotiating from his own position. Yeah. So we shouldn't expect that he'll suddenly become this benevolent guy who really cares about what's going on in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that there's something to that. And definitely being interventionist, I think, has gotten the U.S. in a huge amount of trouble. Mm. It's probably not the, the dumbest idea for, for us to proceed with caution as to interfering with a foreign country's uh, inner workings. But there is something to be said about this particular case. What we have here is China, <laughs> an incredibly large, incredibly dangerous um, Slave state, essentially, yeah, uh, has one million people, Muslims, in camps, has organ farms, uh, is creating some Orwellian social credit system. And we also have this one place which is free and rich and prosperous. And to allow that place, a kind of like a representation of the, the, the success of capitalism and freedom, to be taken over by... You know this 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 oppressive regime is is itself kind of problematic, wouldn't you say? Uh, it, look, it's it's 
I, I think we're in danger of presenting this as being, you know, prosperity versus the evils of socialism. I mean, capitalism kind of won that battle in China in the early 90s when Deng Xiaoping took all the best, you know, took all these aspects of capitalism mm. and incorporated into the Chinese sort of socialist ethos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a city like Beijing or Shanghai is in many ways incredibly prosperous and thriving now, mm. which has sort of almost given them a license, at least in their own minds, to intrude and intervene in the place of Hong Kong, which is more of a bastion of those liberal values of yes. free speech and just letting leaving people alone to live their lives. And I think this is ultimately why the people of Hong Kong are so scared and frightened. It mm. isn't this idea of, oh, you know, the big mainland cultural menace. It's more this Orwellian control where all of a sudden yeah. their basic liberties and freedoms are under serious threat. So when do we draw that line is my question. I'm definitely one to be very skeptical, uh, just maybe not even skeptical. I, I tend to think that intervention is the, the last possible uh, action to take. I think that that's just a good rule of thumb. But when when do we decide that enough has happened, that we have to do something? That, as American, when I'm talking, kind of talking for myself here, as an American, uh, when do we say, you know what? Yes, that's a sovereign country. Maybe it's none of our business, but we're not going to just sit idly by. Because there, there, be, there has to be a point at which we do intervene. I think when they move military troops into Hong Kong. Well, they're doing a, that. That's an invasion. That. I mean, they're, 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 they're ready to. Troops stationed on the border might, I mean... Mm. I don't, I don't know if there's cause yet to intervene, but we're getting close to that point. But we should be prepared to at least show that we are willing to... Uh, yeah. And look, is there any look I, think there's, I think we have to be careful about this, right? Because like, mm-hmm. if one country leads the charge on this and sends their army in, I think that is problematic because it'll seem like a foreign invasion. It needs to be a united national coalition mm-hmm. of countries doing it. And it needs to be uh, have a very clear mandate. We don't want anything okay. similar to what happened in Libya or Syria. Sure. Is it an invasion? Is my question. And the reason that I say just from a technical point of view, Hong Kong is Chinese territory. It's one country to sit. Like it, it falls perfectly under the purview of China. Right now, they're under an agreement that says that they have to respect the system of, of Hong Kong. But but Hong Kong Yeah, but is... have a look at what happened with Crimea, right? So Crimea was validly mm. a part of Ukraine, at least on paper, mm. legally. The Ukrainian government had authority over there. Mm. Uh, but the people of Crimea <laughs> were majority ethnically Russian. And yeah. they were, you know, the average person street there is closer to Russia than they are to the Ukraine. Yeah. Crimea was handed over to the Ukraine as part of a deal when the Soviet Union collapsed. Right. And one of the reasons why the in- entire world just let that go, just mm. let Crimea effectively become independent and didn't do anything further, mm. was because... I think there was this understanding that the people of Crimea were essentially happy to be Russian. There was very little of a groundswell, grassroots opposition to the Russians taking over. Many people welcomed them. Yeah. I think the difference, I mean, there is actually similarity here, except in the other way, right? Where yeah. China now wants to do the same thing to Hong Kong, except the people of Hong Kong do not want this behemoth taking over their lives. Mm-hmm. Which right. is why I think, uh, you know, um, this would have a different outcome. Yeah. People will oppose it. What percentage is it of the people uh, of the population that's significant that's actually actively protesting this um, this issue with China? It, it it was a significant number. I, I forget what it was, but you'd be surprised to hear the figure of a, a significant chunk of, of of Hong Kong. Hundreds of thousands or something. I'm not sure. I don't it, know it was a lot. It was it was pretty significant. But yeah, we'll have we'll have to stay tuned. And uh, I do wonder what recourse Donald Trump has left himself. Because other than some kind of military intervention, I mean, China has kind of buckled in and prepared for his, for the taxes 
to, to take place. They don't seem to be swaying them much. Ultimately, you know, China has a leader that's going to be there until he dies. Donald Trump might be gone in 2020. I saw a, a news story from this morning that mm. Trump has decided not to go ahead with the, next, with the newer ones. Yeah, with the newer tariffs going yeah. to September. So we, we could see some de-escalation. That seems only political, though. <laughs> with Trump, almost everything is political. Yeah, they don't. He doesn't want to ratchet up prices uh, during Christmas because that that's one way to turn the tides against you. Is making <laughs> you know making parents buy very expensive toys for their kids might not be might not be the best way to go. But uh, yeah, and any any final thoughts on this, Satya? Um, look, just let's watch what happens very carefully in the space, and mm. uh, let's make sure that we do show solidarity with the people over there. Uh, and if there is some way that we can help those people out, that would be something that mm. I, I want to add one more thing to that. What can Australia do? I, I, I'm not even trying to be a jerk here, but <laughs> really, Australia, I think, has put itself in an extremely vulnerable position in a lot of ways. And I think that, I mean, it, it, China might even scoff at the thought of some kind of Australian intervention in their affairs. If anything, I think it's Australia that's kind of living uh in fear of china and if they're not they should be am i wrong we yes i mean sort of yeah i agree mm. with that we can't just send in our military into hong kong i don't think no, that's no, ever no. gonna happen i don't think we're suggesting that i don't know when they like military ships spotted off the border of australia recently we, to pick up baby formula yeah, actually yes no, um was, no. yeah literally they literally stopped by and picked up massive you know shipments of baby formula no no, no. i mean like military chinese yeah, yeah no, they're military was, ships it was their oh, really? it was pe- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were all very concerned. We thought they were coming to, you know, seize the land, and now they just came to pick up some. Uh, there's great images of like just these really depressed uh, <laughs> Chinese, Chinese soldiers, soldiers, like thinking they were going to fight, you know, for the Communist Party and the great country they live in, and now they're just. I'm, I mean, in, up in, in, in fairness, I think there was an American yeah. military ship which came <clears throat> through, and there was a story in the Daily Mail that was sort of scandalized because these American soldiers were getting on Tinder. And picking up local Aussie <laughs> Sheila's. Oh yeah, and this actually made the news, and people were angry. They can't right. just do that. That's that no. makes me vaguely uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, so say what you want about the People's Liberation Army. At least they didn't get on Tinder because I mean, they'd probably get fired. It, well, yes, yes, yes. This is true. I don't think their phones are even compatible. But uh, yeah, so this has been a great conversation. We're gonna we're gonna cut it short, um, a little bit shorter than usual here uh, at the at Adipod, but we're uh, busy fending off a nosy journalists who want to make the stuff up about us. Uh, but, you know, thank you guys Never so much. Never a moment. Exactly. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to Adipod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. If you care to know more about the ATA, visit their website, www.taxpayers.org where you'll be able to see their mission statement, their projects, campaigns, objectives, and so much more. Remember, listening to the podcast is free, but creating it isn't. If you'd like to continue to see the Australian Taxpayers Alliance advocacy, please consider becoming a member or donating. You can do this on their website as well. This has been Adipod. We'll see you next time.